Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the Hulk Hogan to my Ric Flair. Sit down and shut up, fat boy. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? That intro don't work for me, brother. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, they didn't fight on this card, but we'll get into it. They had a they had an interaction. Yeah, it was something. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially when most of I, I kind of previewed it right there in the intro. Uh, most of Ric Flair's promo consisted of, hey, you fat boy, shut up. Because, you know, Ric Flair is the pillar of shapeness. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, especially in those older years. Yeah, he was just like svelte, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, they got crap on that fool. Yeah, damn right. On, you know, Ric Flair is pure of heart. He can lift Mjolnir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, man, today is our 99th episode. How about that? That's nuts to think about, right? Uh, next week. We did this for fun during the pandemic. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we'll be hitting you all with uh, episode number 100. All together. We have uh, over 120 listenable episodes. That's including the bonus shows and all that. So uh, if you are new to the show, please go back and listen to the archives. It'll keep you busy for a long, long time. All of our shows are evergreen. Once in a blue moon, there will be a throw-in comment about current day stuff going on, or we'll compare something from the past to something now. So, I mean, not... All of that stuff holds up, but 99.9% of everything we see on these shows, you can plug it in, listen to it, and it's never going to be out of date. So that's kind of the point behind the show is I, you and I want our content to be evergreen. Anybody can pick it up at any time and not be lost. Content, plus, bro. Yeah. Well, plus, how many shows out there are giving their hot takes on what happened on Raw and Dynamite this week, you know? Every one of them. Yeah, right. So, and most of them are not exactly, um, let's say, expert opinions. How dare yeah. you, son of a bitch. Right. Well, and, and not that Greg and I are, you know, expert in anything. I mean, he is the walking wrestling encyclopedia. However, we are just marks, as we say. The main event marks, but marks nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, think of this whole curtain jerker marks. Yeah, Speaking of, that yeah. podcast is on our YouTube, by the way. Go listen to it. It's a pretty fun listen. Yeah, if you do want current takes on uh, or uh, takes on current events and whatnot, Jacob Grandi is on our YouTube. And speaking of which, thank you for bringing that up as well, Greg, because if you are new, whether you're listening on the podcast or you're watching slash listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. 
we greatly appreciate it. And I don't know what it is, but looking at our numbers, it's like we'll have one or two days where it's like just a dump of new subs or new likes or new listens. And then we'll have, you know, yeah, um, some trickle in here and there. <laughs> if you are one of the uh, students at Cal State East Bay, thank you for listening and looking at my flyers that I dumped on your campus. <laughs> yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Hopefully. Uh, I'm serious, by the way. If you guys listen, thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. Sorry yeah, to intrude, really. by the way. I went up there the other day and had to go in the library and grab a book for a friend because he moved out of uh, state and he left the book there. And I turned oh, wow. a couple of flyers around in my backpack at all times. Like, well, I'm just gonna place a few here. I was on the, uh, the nice. board, you know, the message board they have like ecologists for like roommates and stuff like that, temporary jobs. Just put yeah. one on there, put one in the, the one near the, uh, uh, the cafeteria. I was like, eh, what are they gonna do? Like, you know, throw me in jail? I don't think it's illegal, is it? I hope oh. not. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, hey. Uh... Uh, Greg always does the footwork for the podcast. I'm, I, I try to do some online stuff, but Greg always does the, the tough footwork stuff, getting the flyers out there and hitting up boards and stuff. So if you've had interactions with Greg slash the main event collector himself, uh, thank you for uh, giving us a chance, giving us a listen slash watch, and we hope you enjoy all the content. We've got new stuff on YouTube besides just wrestling as well, but obviously wrestling is uh, our bread and butter and what we mostly stick to, so... Yeah, we uh, greatly appreciate it. But, yeah, today we are going to be covering our second lockdown of the month. It is lockdown 2012. Lock it down. Sorry. <laughs> this is lockdown 2012, and I remembered this. I remembered most of this card. Not all of it, but most of it. Uh, because I feel like you and I watched this together. I think we did. Uh, live, pal. And Via Xbox you, Live. <laughs> yeah, right. And you and I were huge TNA fans at this time, so that's actually... I'm still a huge TNA fan. I don't watch Impact anymore, really. I mean, I watch it. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I had talked about this on the podcast before. That's how we bonded originally as friends, was because we were big TNA fans, and most people not uh, at the time. Oh, no, so... it's what it like it is, dude. LOL, TNA. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and everybody just crapped on it and didn't give it a chance, and you and I watched Impact faithfully. For many, many, many years. So, uh, I, I know WWE is your number one. Always has been. Always will be. I sample a little bit of this, a little bit of that. At the time, I was diehard into TNA, and uh, I'm glad to see some of the guys there. Some of the bigger names got a chance in WWE, specifically AJ Styles. I think he stuck around in TNA a little too long, but then again. Uh, I think he yeah, was. Well, uh, I respect loyalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the same reason Abyss stuck around as long as he did. Was also uh, but, <laughs> right. And there was something we said. First of all, I don't know if Abyss would have translated well to WWE. They already had one. His name was Kane, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. And they had Mankind before that. So uh, I always said Abyss yeah, was it's like. It's not a knock. I loved Abyss. It's not a knock. Yeah, I did too. It's I did true, too. though. It was kind of a lame. Uh, not lame, but uh, copycat. But you know, lots of things are. Yeah, if you take a, if you take mankind and Kane and put them in a tumbler and shake it up, uh, out pops abyss. So, yeah, there was that. And then uh, AJ, I feel like he had to marinate for a while, and he had to re- he reached a sweet spot where he was a true bona fide big time main eventer, and he was he got brought into the WWE in the perfect way, and he took off fairly quickly. 
He didn't even make a pit stop in NXT. He just went straight to the main roster, debuting at yes. the Royal Rumble. Yes, since had a match in NXT, though. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's one of them. It's like, ah, I guess I'll go back and you know do that again. But yeah, so TNA guys, some of them did well in uh, uh, WWE. Samoa Joe was there for a while. He had a few WWE title matches, or Universal and WWE title. So that's yeah, he cool. He the Universal title like Great Balls of Fire. I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we all remember that one very fondly. Well, I'm telling you, everyone remembers that name. I don't know if you're joking about that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, it was an arena in the game one year. I was like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> but either way, uh, we do have some news and notes to cover, though. Uh, so we're going to get into that here in just a minute. But before we do that, first, roll tide. Oh, yeah. You're always the one doing it. This week, I'm cracking a Fago. I'm drinking I'm some a little, uh, little under the weather as we record this. So I'm oh, just drinking yeah. uh, tap water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I Well, hope you start feeling better. I know I've had some uh, issues lately as well. If anybody from the Midwest, you know, anybody from the Midwest knows our weather has been insanely bipolar. And I think it's making literally everybody sick. So... Literally, they had another Ohio person tell me this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's like, it's, swear to God, it rains and then it's like 80 degrees and it melts all the rain or all the snow. I'm like, what? <laughs> yep, yeah, we just had a blizzard uh, Monday and this weekend is going to be 80 degrees. So, hooray! But you got a Californian saying your weather's bipolar, you got something wrong, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't well, know what the hell rain is. You know, it's going to rain here in a few hours, but we don't know what it is. That sucks for you guys, but. but yeah, well, but before we get into the news and notes, though, time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word to get 15 percent off your order. It's main event marks, all one word to get 15 percent off your order at checkout. We're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, it's news and notes time right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store Slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah brother, mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's alright, good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. We're back. We're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. So I'm bringing back an old staple here, Greg. Oh, man. Starting off the show with death. Well, in 2012? Wow. You're not going to guess who it is. I'll tell you that. Right okay. Now. It is. It is a WWE Hall of Famer, but uh, it's one that you'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, WWE posted this tribute for WWE Hall of Famer Joseph Luke Scarpa, aka Chief J Strongbow, who passed away at the age of 83. Yeah, uh, 83 is not a terrible age to, you know, I mean, especially for a wrestler, that's a pretty uh, decently long life. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh. well, he lived long enough, time to go. But, you know, for wrestlers, that's especially back then, that's a, that's a long life. And he sure, was a, uh, a loved uh, Native American, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Joe Scarpa. Yeah. The uh, the Native American. Native American. How you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. He was uh, Italian, Bruce, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard always uh, mocks that because he's like, yeah, Joe Scarpa, uh, the, uh, the Italian made into an Indian. Because he was just Joe Scarpa as a wrestler for a while. And Vince McMahon really wanted uh, Wahoo McDaniel. But he couldn't sign Wahoo McDaniel. So he said, fine, I'll create my own Indian, damn it. And God. he did. How did I get black for that? I mean, if he did, I never heard about it. Because it was the uh, 70s. No, I mean, <laughs> nobody cared back oh, then. Oh, I didn't know you could uh, mock uh, the Americans in the 70s. I'm sorry. I'll back. Hey, I'll back I'm not... <laughs> hey, well, first of all, I don't know if he, he wasn't exactly mocking them. Uh, he, no, I th- maybe mock is a more bad word, but like uh, appropriating their culture, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, in the 70s, every, and I'm, look, this is not a defense. I'm not saying it should have happened. All right. That's not, I just, 
putting that disclaimer on there. It's sad that I do have to put the disclaimer on. However, it happened a lot. So, I mean, it wasn't until huh. current day. I mean, if you go back and watch, uh, oh, well, was, yeah, I mean, I'm, a lot of movies back in the day, especially from the seventies. Yeah, I'm also mm-hmm. thinking about Mohammed Hassan, who, oddly enough, was uh, what was he Italian? Italian, yes. And they portrayed him as a Middle Eastern. He's mm-hmm. still doing the gimmick to this day. Mm-hmm. Nobody's and nobody's giving him crap about it. They're like, ah, cool, he's back. It's like hey, he's not Muslim. He's not Arab. Well, oh, now hold on. He might. We don't know his religion. To be fair, uh, he might. He's not Arab. Uh, or anything like that. But he's yeah, not Muslim. I mean, so, I guess. Yeah, he could have. Uh, I, I mean, as a good little Italian boy from Canada, probably not. I, I'm not saying he did. I'm saying it's possible. Is what I'm saying. It is. It is. Yeah. But either way, jo, uh, Joe Scarpa was 100% Italian, but they made him into a Native American, and boom, he blew the f up. Chase Strongbow and oh, I can't remember who is. There was uh, another Strongbow that he teamed. Jules, Jules Strongbow is his other cousin, whatever. And kayfabe pal, and they were big names in the WWF in the I want to say just the seventies and early eighties. And then he became an agent and stuck around until he decided he wanted to go home. So. I remember he was there at least in the mid nineties because Nash talked about he'd be sitting in the back agenting matches and stuff. Yeah, I know he was there in the mid nineties because they did a thing with IRS ripping up the headdress he gave it to Tonka. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely was there in the nineties. Yeah. And uh I like Nash said he's like, whenever the match sucked, he's like, I still don't know what this means, but you'd come to the back and Strongbow would be sitting there, he'd go, You could have had that match in an iron lung. He's like, I don't know what that means, but uh, it just meant bad. Either way, uh, moving on, though, somebody who's back in the WWE, though, I forgot about timelines here. Uh, You know how those timelines work, Greg. I don't get it. (laughs) But uh, I'm still lost. Brock Lesnar is back in WWE. He returned on the post WrestleMania 28 Raw that took place on April 2nd. He came out in the last segment of the show to attack John Cena. And we get the meme of Brock Lesnar guy in the front row. Who's at every damn show to this day wearing the same shirt. Right. Yeah, uh, Brock Lesnar coming back to WWE, man. This was huge news at the time. Uh, I didn't think it ever happened. Yeah. I mean, you know, rumors swirled for years. Oh, he's coming back now. And he's going to. And I was I always was same thing I do with most of those rumors. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Whatever. Uh, You know, and I don't put any stock into him but he showed up he attacked cena and uh then they faced off at extreme rules that was something and didn't uh didn't cena get busted open by him oh yeah badly yeah that's what yeah i, I was trying to remember is like i thought he did wwe champion cm punk john cena Cody Rhodes, JTG, and Kofi Kingston have all been rumored to replace Randy Orton in WWE's The Marine 3. <laughs> wow, that's a, a random-ass list. Uh, the Marine 3, starring Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I got a Miz? Yeah. Oh, wait, The Marine... Th- yeah, because wasn't The Marine 2 Ted DiBiase? I think so. Yeah, yeah, and The Marine 3. That one, I heard nothing about it. it's like it went straight to dvd 
And the Marine 3, I think, also went straight to DVD, but there was actually some fair buzz around it. So, and I think... Yeah, because The Miz is a megastar. I think The Miz was in at least two or three of them, I want to say. Two for sure. I don't know if it was three, but two for sure. Yeah, because there was one of them that it uh, Summer Ray was his co-star. I want to say it was Marine 6 or, or 5, whatever. Yeah. But because the movie is co-promoted with 20th Century Fox, WWE wants a big-name star in the movie, and the number of guys at or near Orton's level are limited. The movie begins filming in June, so we should hear something soon. Yeah. I do another exactly movie. Yeah, I have it on my, my video account. Orton? Yeah. Yeah, he was in 12 Rounds too. 12 Rounds, yeah. That's what I was yeah, which was actually pretty good. Uh, I didn't much care for 12 Rounds 3. That one had Moxley um, in it, or Dean Ambrose, whatever. I like the first one. second one was good, but yeah. Orton, however, uh, the whole reason, if anybody doesn't remember this whole thing, they announced that he was going to be the Marine in the Marine 3, and then people were like, wasn't he a real-life Marine? And he got thrown in the brig for going AWOL. And so there was a whole thing about it, and so WWE decided to pull him. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he... Or, or, it's sorry, a freaking I, movie, dude. Yeah, I know. Uh, John Cena, I don't know if anybody knows this, John Cena is not a real Marine. He just plays one on, on TV. So, but, therefore, Orton's closer to being one than him. Yeah, right. So it's kind of reverse logic there, huh? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. John Cena coming back would have been all right. Did you see CM freaking Punk? Playing the Marine. Well, no, I can like, see him playing a jail, uh, a prisoner or something. He's got a jail, uh, a tattooed body. <laughs> fry, a fry cook at the Waffle yeah. House. <laughs> Does anybody uh, remember that insult? A uh, guy cooking meth, as uh, MJF would say. <laughs> oh, good Lord. What do you think the CM stands for? Cooks meth. Good God. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Uh, do, do you remember that, though, with the... Uh, with, that was, that was like my favorite line from Kevin Nash where he's like, he looks like a fry cook at the Waffle House. <laughs> oh, that was great. Why do you need fry cooks at the Waffle House? I mean, my, you know, around here, I just put them in the toaster. I, I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Nash had to hit him back with something after he was like, click is just a sound that your knees make when you walk now. <laughs> oh, man, they had some, they had some good ones. Either way, there's a lot of talk going around the wrestling world that Ric Flair will be back with WWE in 2013. This is especially if the network goes off or gets off the ground, since a lot of his footage will be used and he's very popular with the public. Flair's deal with TNA expires at the end of this year. Yeah, that happens. I think this was the year that he went in the Hall of Fame, right? Or the Horseman did? I don't know. That was, uh, he was still in TNA at that point. Oh, oh, wait, sorry, was uh, it this year? Yeah, I think uh, it was Yeah, I believe so, yeah, because... Oh, I'm lost. For anybody that doesn't remember uh, the whole thing with the when the Horsemen went in the Hall of Fame was, obviously, they wanted Ric Flair to be at the ceremony, but he was under TNA contract, so Ric Flair said he was going to show up no matter what, even if it was a breach of contract, uh, which, knowing Ric Flair, I believe him. <laughs> yeah, but, but they, we probably wouldn't let him. Yeah, right, they don't want that crap on their hands. But Although I'm pretty sure up, their lawyer could beat any lawyer TNA has, but it's still a thing. Most likely, yeah. 
but yeah, so WWE ended up calling Dixie and made it tried to make a deal. They said, well, we'll make a trade. Ric Flair makes an appearance for us and whoever you want makes an appearance for you. And Bruce Pritchard stressed this. He was like, she instantly goes, oh, I want Christian. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can have anyone. He's like, they might not say yes, but they're giving you a whole list. You're not even going to look at it. You could you could at least ask, hey, uh, John Cena, The Undertaker, The Rock. Uh, well, maybe not The Rock at the time, but, you know, just anyway. Nope. Christian. <laughs> I like Christian, but I'm sorry. He's not on my first. He's not my number. He's not even on my top ten. Like if I'm running a company, you have one guy. From WWE. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think against him. I love Christian, but he's not even in my top ten. Yeah, I don't think he was exactly, you know, making headlines that, oh, Christian Cage is back for one night only to make an appearance. Yay. Like, uh, cool. I, uh, and yeah, obviously, as I stated on this podcast before, I'm a huge Christian Mark. I stood in line for like an hour to meet him. But yeah, then I warned it on the conversation because, you know, I'm not the white. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just like, really? And I guess like his whole thing was, or Pritchard was saying, uh, the whole thing with with Dixie was she was friends with him from when he was in TNA previously, and oh, we get along great, and the fans know him. Like, yeah, that might be the problem. Is the fans already know him? Like, you could bring out, uh, I don't know. Here's the thing, too. It was a it was a pay per view, which would have amounted to some buys. Right. They didn't. I don't think they did. They advertise him. I don't think they They did. did. Yeah. They did, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. So yeah, I mean, I love Christian, like I said, but putting oh, Christian Cage for one night only is going to be back in TNA is not going to bring in any new viewers. They could have even asked for CM Punk, dude. By the way, he was a WWE champion at the time, <laughs> and he used to be wrestle in TNA years ago. So I mean, yeah, it was before they went on TV, but <laughs> still, I didn't even think about that. They passed him up. <laughs> Yeah, right. Hey, can your uh, champion show? I since then, but who just won the world title? Yeah, right. Yeah, this just it was dumb. And by the way, oh, uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I started out this podcast with the AJ story talking about being uh, respecting people with loyalty. So you know, should I Christian? I get it. I'm stupid. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I don't even and, say it's stupid. I just think she made the wrong choice. I mean, I'm not going to say it's stupid. That's really unfair. And on, well, and on top of all that, like, um, I mean, we can, you know, speculate about what, you know, this or that or whatever. But uh, since then, this past Royal Rumble, we had an impact champion in the women's Royal Rumble. That's still surreal to even think about. Yeah. And it's not just the imp- an impact champion. She came out with the title to her TNA or impact, whatever music. So, yeah, and they made it very clear. She does not work for us. She works for Impact Wrestling. Wow. That's freaking nuts, man. Blew my mind. <laughs> but either way, uh, yeah, Flair did go back. To, I mean, he signed a Legends contract with WWE, but, yeah. Now he's all being <sighs> a crackpot again. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that he's the he's the, the reason why Becky Lynch cannot use the name The Man anymore. I mean, I like big time Bex. So yeah, I ran for some so whatever. Yeah. This next story. Gosh, this is out of the Observer, and you can tell. Just uh, check oh, this out. Good Lord. Pair Uranus. But 
Uh, Spike TV and TNA have signed a two-year contract extension through the end of October 2014. A lot of people within TNA are breathing easier because it had been openly talked about that Eric Bischoff and Spike TV would start their own promotion in the same time slot. The idea would be that TNA wouldn't be able to get any TV, or at least TV that would pay them enough to survive, and then the new promotion, by default, would end up getting all the talent they wanted. There was a lot of fear that there were a lot of people that Bischoff wouldn't have kept, plus Bischoff is allegedly so universally disliked. There were likely a lot of reasons it didn't happen, including lawsuits that would have likely gone back and forth between TNA and Spike TV, how Spike TV would be viewed in such a situation, and then, if TNA did go under, who's to say that WWE wouldn't sign most of the free agent talent and leave Bischoff with a stripped-down version of TNA? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is... Yeah. I so I heard Bischoff, like, rail against that. <laughs> yeah. If anybody... Uh, I don't like promoting other podcasts that, you know, don't especially don't need my promotion uh, because they're so successful now but the 83 weeks I think, I, think, I think 83 weeks is struggling you might be wrong but. yeah well, I, well they need my endorsement reg so that's that's why they're doing so well because we endorse them <laughs> uh but anyway uh, holy crap it, if anybody goes and listens to the latest well as of the posting of this it's uh last week's 83 weeks episode it's on lockdown 2012 what we're covering today they talk about this story bischoff loses his mind he says not a syllable of the story is true. He never, ever discussed anything with TNA about it, or not, uh, Spike TV, rather, about starting a new promotion. And all that crap afterwards is just dumb. Oh, everybody hates Bischoff. You know, that, that, that's a fact. You know, look that up. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Does everybody include that idiot? Yeah, uh, that's it. This has been the thing with Dave, Uncle Dave Meltzer, for years, ever since the 90s. Well, I hate Bischoff, so everybody hates Bischoff. Yeah, Bischoff has his detractors, but he makes it seem like nobody likes him. He's never done a good job. He sucks. <sighs> Personal vendetta much? Like, good Lord. Is he mad that Bischoff about... doesn't have, like, a million-dollar body like he does or something? Is he always on people's body appearances? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really don't freaking know. It's like, look, uh, in a fight, I'd probably choose Eric over Dave. I mean, sure, Dave, uh, you know, like we said, he's built, but Eric Bischoff. I usually doesn't mean you can fight, though. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that, yeah, that's my point. I've seen a lot of dudes with that. Uh, it's that whole built for show, not for go type situation, you know? Yeah. Whereas Eric Bischoff has actually been in situations where he's had to defend himself. He's talked about being approached at bars and stuff like that, where he's had to, you know, basically put somebody well, down. Well, you walk around look like a weatherman. People are going to test you, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't know, man. This this is just so effing stupid. And you can tell it's from the Observer, just the way it is. Uh, speaking of uh, TNA, though, and their future and whatnot, based on cable estimates, TNA's Victory Road pay-per-view bombed with around 7,000 buys. This is less than half of what Victory Road 2011 did with Sting and Jeff Hardy. Uh, Sting versus Bobby Roode headlined this year's event. Yikes. Wasn't Victory Road where Jeff uh, had his yeah, incident? Yeah, that's what I thought yeah. this one was, but I think I'm a year behind. I had, yeah. 
Yeah. So this, uh, who? Maybe that's why. Maybe they. I'm pretty sure people. Is, there were a section of people that tuned out after that whole thing and gave up. I don't also, know, just many. point out that they are still running traditional pay per views to this very day. I would be. I'm really, really curious to see what their numbers look like nowadays. Like seriously, uh, I just uh, it's something to something to ponder on. But because <laughs> it's like, is it worse? It can't possibly be worse, could it? I mean, I guess it could. But... I, I, I believe it may very well be. Yeah. How do you keep? How do you justify running a pay per view to get less than ten thousand buys consistently? <laughs> Get it? Because anybody out there that doesn't know, running pay per view is not free. Free. It's uh, it costs some money. But I digress. I mean, according to Bishop, we gotta make a certain amount just to break even. Yeah, right. That's why I pay per views became a popular thing after a while because it was like a set price. It you know was nowhere near the cost of running traditional pay per view. I mean, there were still production costs and whatnot that went into it, but, you know, like I said, nowhere near uh, traditional pay-per-view costs. So, And iPay-per-views, you could get away with a crappier production uh, set. So I <laughs> look at Ring of Honor for years, man. Yep. But either way, final story I have here is uh, well, it's a little bit of a rant from somebody who just went into the WWE Hall of Fame. Can you guess? I can take a wild guess. Yeah. Yeah. You said rant, so it gives it away. Yeah, right. Well, Scott Steiner returned to to bashing TNA on Twitter, this time accusing the company of controlling what wrestlers write on Twitter. He even alleged that TNA controls Sting's Twitter account. And here's some of what he had to say. I'm going to clean up some of it and just... Look, it, it's the typings of a madman, okay? So I'm going to try to read this as coherently as possible. Uh, <laughs> it's already funny. <laughs> when these assholes got control, they tried to take over everybody's Twitter page. If you don't have Twitter, they made one up for you. So you people who think you're tweeting Sting, it's not him. He told me he doesn't watch the show, so he's not tweeting about a show he doesn't watch. Everybody refused to sign over Twitter, so every week you got an email begging you to Twitter what they want. Uh, Got one today. Please tweet this. Hogan, take over as GM. Wonder what he will do. WTF, really? Even if you are not on show, please tweet. So the booking team of Pritchard, with a T, by the way, Pritchard. (laughs) This is on booking show. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, so, so the booking team of Pritchard, Bischoff, and Hogan, won't you want you to tweet about Hogan? Okay. Uh, I'm reading it as it's typed, people, so don't blame me. Tweet about yourself, Hogan. Nobody else wants to tweet about you, you effing mark. Am tweeting what they wish they could. What? He didn't, he tried to put wondering, but he can't effing spell, so anyway. Wondering what Hogan's going to do. Hmm. He's a effing Mark, so he's going to make a couple of matches that people want to see. Nobody more unprofessional than a heel wanting to be cheered. So people cheer him, which pissed everybody off, especially Sting, because he had to wrestle him. 
have the future of wrestling Garrett do something because Eric told him to in booking meeting. What a effing joke. Now he's Hogan good, but he's going to uh, everything like he did when he was bad because he was first good. God, I can't follow half this man. Uh, I, I'm almost I, done. I barely anybody. followed you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that produced the worst ratings ever. So he went bad, which was just as bad when he was good. <laughs> then this bad wasn't any good because his ratings still sucked. So he turned back to good from bad. WTF, y'all getting this bull S-T. Don't forget to say brother because it's fresh. End quote. Oh, my God. <sighs> you followed that, how he, right? How did he graduate from college with no grammar? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't think he he graduated, you know, with, with a grammar degree, all right? You know, or an English degree. You know, you don't, don't, don't uh, pigeonhole him. <laughs> Oh man, that was like one long rambling sentence. Yeah, I know. It's just a few like uh, three dots between certain things, so it kind of somewhat split it up. Yikes! So he hates Bischoff. He hates Hogan, and Bischoff actually shed some light on this on his podcast, Eighty Three Weeks. He said, "It is again." Yeah, right. I I don't know why I'm promoting this show. I my gosh, it. They're getting the rub, brother. But he said that Scott hated him and Hogan at this time because he said they, they all used to get along, but they were building up James Storm. He asked, and, well, and he said uh, James needed some credible wins, so he's going to have him beat Scott. He said, well, I'm not a finish guy, so I said, you guys come up with a finish. And they couldn't come up with anything, and Scott told somebody to come back to and tell Bischoff they didn't have anything. So Bischoff said, well, okay, well, F it. Just replace Scott with, you know, whoever. And just do it that way if if nothing makes him happy. And they sent Scott home. And then TNA management decided, well, they sent him home, so he's hard to work with. So we're going to fire him. And they fired Scott. And Scott took that as Hogan and Bischoff screwed me and cost me my job. So there you go. Man. I still didn't keep up with all that. Yeah. Dude, TNA management was just all over the place. Dumb. How are they still going? I don't know. Scott DeMore is just brilliant. I guess so. Well, and and Bischoff confirmed the thing that the Pritchard railed about them again, or railed against them about on his podcast, where he said uh, uh, they would get, talent would complain because they're like where's my check i didn't i didn't get confirmation they said oh well fedex your check now and they would give them a fedex confirmation they'd get the envelope the envelope's empty they just sent them an 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 empty fedex envelope just to say they sent it out and the talent would be like where the hell is my check oh you know what We'll, we'll overnight it to you and they said they would get like three or four checks just piled into one fedex envelope finally because they were so backed up on payment I'm like, damn, still, that's still got more money out of them than would have Paul Heyman. Yeah, right. I was going to say that's almost Paul Heyman bad. They said Paul Heyman used to because uh, Bully Ray would uh, would ask. Him, he's like, you send out uh, you send out my money. And he's like, oh, yes. And he's like, uh, OK, well, where's the the uh, confirmation number or whatever, the shipping number? And, he, and he'd start naming off numbers. He's like, yeah, that's uh, that's short one number. 
He's like, oh, uh, add a zero to the end of that. He's <laughs> like, okay. Ah, oh, man. These, uh, these companies. Either way, that does it for that. We are going to take our uh, next break. When we come back, we're actually going to get into the pay-per-view at hand. It's Lockdown 2012, right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's TNA Lockdown 2012. The date was April 15th, 2012. This one did not have a tagline. Uh, the venue was the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. The attendance was 3,000 for a pay-per-view. Any chance that was a legit, legit, legit sellout? I'm going to say yes. Uh, and the pay-per-view buy rate was actually 17,000. So how about that, man? That's uh, 10,000 more than their last show. <sighs> that's, uh, that's, that's not a good thing. I, I mean, it's, it's good that they, um, you know what I mean. No, I don't. But anyway. But we start the show off seeing uh, James Storm walking, and he's packing up his truck to head to the show tonight. It's a black pickup truck that we'll actually see later. 
But he says that it hurt when Bobby Roode smashed a beer bottle over his head and destroyed their friendship, but it hurt worse when he brought Storm's family into it. He said, tonight, Bobby Roode is in his town. He fires up the pickup and says, welcome to Nashville, before driving off. And now in the playup package for the show, which is awesome, by the way, I'm reminded that Bobby Roode mentioned James Storm having two dead brother, brothers and a dead father. Oh, yeah. Why does this have to be brought up in an angle, man? Like, I've never once been watching, uh, like, seeing a wrestling angle that they do this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that made it better. Like, if anything, it just makes me go, oh. <sighs> but we now go backstage to see AJ Styles, Mr. Anderson. 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 Uh, RVD, Austin Aries, and Garrett Bischoff talking about who will start lethal lockdown for their team. Garrett wants to start, and everyone is skeptical since he's a rookie. Garrett says that he wants to earn their respect, and everyone agrees to it. I'm really shocked that lethal lockdown is opening lockdown, by the way. And I want to say this is the first time that it's ever done that. I think it is. I think it might be the only time. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe the first and only time. I'm like, why did this open the show? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think this should have main evented uh, at the end of this year, but uh, I, I don't understand why it's like, did Bischoff have to get home? <laughs> it's like, it's like, let's hurry it up here. I got a meeting with uh, uh, the kid from the Wonder Years. Good Lord. <laughs> you know, the one that's not Fred Savage. <laughs> uh, Jason Hervey, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, Jason Hervey. I couldn't remember his name. So I wasn't trying to slight the guy. I couldn't remember his name. Sure. Uh, either way, this here is Team Garrett, which is Garrett Bischoff, AJ Styles, Rob Van Dam, Austin Aries, and Mr. Anderson versus Team Eric, which is Eric Bischoff, Gunner, Brother Ray, Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels in a lethal lockdown match. The stipulation, by the way, is. Whichever team loses, that Bischoff is gone from TNA forever, bro. And they can no longer use the Bischoff name. That one seemed like an odd stipulation to throw in there. I, I feel like leaving TNA would have been yeah. fine. Start up there with, uh, let's start up there with uh, Booker T can't use T. Yeah, right. Well, this match is for the letter T. <laughs> yep. And on commentary, we have uh, Elmo and Big Bird. Good Lord. Uh, but anyway, this goes for 26 minutes and 10 seconds. Garrett Bischoff. At, yeah. Uh, Garrett Bischoff, as I mentioned, starts for his team. Uh, Gunner starts off for Team Eric. I liked Gunner at this time. Uh, I didn't give a crap about what was Jackson Riker. for the hell? Uh, I, I don't think he really did anything of importance in WWE, did he? Nope. Yeah. And now, uh, speaking of gone forever, bro. I think he I think he is. Uh, Bully Ray is next in for Team Eric, allowing the heels to double team Garrett. Uh, Ari, Austin Aries is second in for Team Garrett. Next in for Team Eric is Kazarian. Apparently, by the way, this is the first show where he showed up with his new haircut. It's like a crew cut or whatever. And yep. the crowd chanted like, what is it? The crowd chanted at him like, you look weird or something like that. Or who, I think it was you look you? stupid. Or that, that was it. You look stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, pot, meat kettle. All right. <laughs> but AJ Styles is next in for Team Garrett, and the crowd blows for him. 
Shows you who the real star of this show is. <laughs> uh, gaining the man advantage for Team Eric up next is Christopher Daniels. Evening the odds for Team Garrett up next is Mr. Anderson. Okay, the a-hole. Yes. Hey, self-professed, by the way. Uh, Eric Bischoff <laughs> is the final one out for his team, and he goes right to his son, holding him so that others can beat him up. Finally, Rob Van Dam enters and the cage roof lowers. When everyone gets laid out, Eric Bischoff just wears Garrett out with a kendo stick. Eric poses for a bit afterwards. Garrett blasts him with a guitar to the head and pins him for the win. This was one of the weakest lethal lockdowns I've ever seen, ever. Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I said it was average, two and a half, maybe two. What say you? I barely gave it two. That's weird. It's a lethal lockdown. I love these matches. Like, even the mediocre ones I'm usually a fan of, but I just couldn't get into this. Yeah, I'm sure. Was, yeah. I'm sure at the time I was fine with it, but just like looking back, I'm like, eh. Especially after, I mean, we had a pretty good one. We covered it two, in 2007. Uh, this this wasn't it, man. Definitely and, sinking at this point. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't know. I mean, hell, AJ and Kazarian didn't even go up top. What kind of lethal lockdown is this, man? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I didn't think about as, that. As mentioned on the last show, AJ or Kazarian or both of them Always went up to the top of the cage in Lethal Lockdown. But this was the exception. But up next, we've got Samoa Joe and Magnus, who I totally forgot was a thing. They are defending the TNA tag titles against the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Christopher, uh, Chris Sabin. This one went just shy of 11 and a half Hail minutes. Sabin. Yeah. Uh, fresh off his, what, second or third knee surgery, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that because they mentioned it on commentary. Or, well, I don't. No, if they mentioned it on commentary, um, I somebody had mentioned it where they said he he looked like he was being a little ginger on his knee. It's like, well, yeah, oh, it's been hurt every single time you step on it. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah, right. It's like it. He, I, I'd be a little afraid, like he said, because it's like he came back after messing his one knee up. Literally that same night, he messes his other knee up. Oh, so, a stupid move, by the way. He's jumping me outside. Yeah, it's like, dang, dude. Like, at least get your sea legs under you first, but nope. Either way, after a lot of high-octane wrestling, the champions retain with a snapmare by Samoa Joe into a flying elbow drop by Magnus on Alex Shelley. Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars. I actually gave it three. I like this one. What say you? I gave it two. It was okay. It was all right. Yeah. I forgot. I actually did, like, looking back, even though what I said, you know, I forgot this was a thing. I did like the combo of Joe and Magnus. It was weird. They were, you know, it was good. I like both those guys. So, and obviously the guns are phenomenal. So, are they still going, by the way, in TNA? Occasionally. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I knew you had said they were still there a bit, but I didn't know if they were full time or not. Uh, backstage, Jeremy Borash pimps a poll on Twitter before calling up Robbie E and Big Robbie T. Robbie T pats down <sighs> before the interview. I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, Robbie E says that he's going to win back the television title because not only is Devon not on the list, bro, he's not on Robbie's level. Then after the match, quote, Big Rob and Bigger Rob 
they're going to hit the clubs. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, they're going to hit the clubs, and they won't be line dancing. We'll be fist pumping. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, DJZ and Robbie E are both in WWE right now, by the way, for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, uh, DJZ, for anybody that remembers him under that moniker, is uh, the Joaquin Wilde. And then uh, Robbie E is uh, Robert Stone, right? Robert Stone brand, yes. Kind of a cool name, I think. Robert Stone, like especially if you're going to be like a manager type, you know, wearing the suit. and Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I definitely, he, he's much better suited for that, even though, you know, he's got a great physique and whatever. He's much better suited at that than he was as a wrestler. I never saw a Robbie E match in my entire life that I was like, you know what? That was, that was some good quality stuff. <laughs> Shut your uh, mouth. And that's a, and that's a good segue into this. We get Devon in a cage. Uh, you know, all all these matches are in a cage. By the way, I'm just going to say that now. If, if anybody doesn't know what lockdown is, every match is in a cage. It is for the a cage, bro. Bro, everything is in a cage, bro. <laughs> You'll make him bleed, bro. Uh, but it's for the TNA <laughs> World World Television Title. Devon defends against Robbie E with Robbie T in his corner. This one is, uh, well, it's three and a half minutes long. Doesn't last long. In the end, Devon hits a uh, one-handed spine buster on Robbie E for the win. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it three quarters of a star. I just gave it an even star. Say you. He gave it three quarters of a star? Yes. Wow. I, I gave it I, at least two. I thought it was decent. Or close to. I gave it one just because I, I don't know. I didn't give a damn about Devon as a single. I, as mentioned, I didn't give a damn about Robbie E at all. I thought he was funny. Don't get me wrong. I liked the uh, character work he did. But in the ring, meh. And uh, the crowd didn't give a damn about Devon either because he came out and you heard a smattering of, yay. It's, it's, like, uh, your- it's, it's Devon. T- yeah, testify. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's the guy who used to get the tables. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this um, it was something. I, I'm assuming what shaved off a quarter of a star for Uncle Dave was we didn't get to see the epic fist bump or fist pump in this match. So, I mean, that would have done for me to be fair. Yeah, I, hey, if Robbie would have won, we would have got a Robbie E. win, a Robbie E. fist pump in the ring, and uh, it would have been at least one star. You know, maybe five stars in the Tokyo Dome. You never know. But yeah. Robbie Robbie T. gets in the cage after the match and lays Devon out. He finishes him off with a, a uh, power slam before Robbie E. trash talks over top of him. Now we go in the back. In the Jeremy back. Bor- for this crap. Jer- oh, sorry. Oh, wow. With Jeremy Borash again. <laughs> He's standing by with the blueprint, Matt Morgan. Morgan says and his, tonight. And his horrible hair. Oh, yeah. Well, how can you take a giant seriously with that hair, Greg? Come on. <laughs> hair and tan, man. That's what he's going to be famous for. Although, yep. Matt Morgan did have some tan here. Oh, hell yeah. He, he had a Starcade main eventing tan right here, man. He, he was always tanned up. Uh, but either way. Shut up. Uh, Morgan says tonight, Crimson answers for his sins of turning his back on him. He says that tonight, Crimson is going to become Matt Morgan's little redheaded bitch. 
I like oh, how okay. a guy named Crimson, you didn't see a sin coming, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, this, uh, hey, this is, uh, Amazing Red's little brother, man. But He's quite uh, little. Yeah, exactly. But up next, we do not get that match. We get this. It is Gail Kim defending the uh, TNA Knockouts women's title with Madison Rain in her corner against Velvet Killer Sky. Queen? Yeah. Uh, against uh, Velvet Sky, a.k.a. Mrs. Bully Ray. Not anymore. I, would they split up? We said on this podcast, yeah. Wow. Well, maybe there is a God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, or maybe Bully Ray's like, maybe there isn't. <laughs> yeah. Look, right, at, yeah. look at that from both ways. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for him, there's, yeah, it's a bit bad news. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this one went seven and a half minutes. In the end, Madison Rain distracts Velvet from the outside of the cage while Gale tries to leave through the door. Velvet runs up to Gale and hits an O'Connor roll, but Gale rolls through for her own pin while holding on to Velvet's bottoms, whatever, for the three count. Uncle Dave gave it a half a star. I gave it a star and a half. They they tried. God bless him. What say you? I thought this was the worst match of the entire card. I think it won. Dude, Velvet Sky sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Madison Rain was great, though. Well, Madison wasn't in the match, so I'm not counting her. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying this. Well, yeah, Madison sucked. And she was a million-time knockouts champion, too. Like, they acted like she was great. I'm like, what? I just, I couldn't figure out, like, is Gail Kim a rookie here or what? Yeah. Like, Gail Kim had to, like, look, nobody could have carried this, okay? (laughs) Gail Kim sure couldn't. I did like that part when Madison was, uh, um, Velvet was climbing to the top, and I, I, I swear it looked like her hair got caught in the, uh, the chain link fence or something. Wow. I was like, what, what's going on there? It was like a really awkward pause. <laughs> yeah. It's like right in the middle. We had some... This, I started wanting to fast forward, by the way, at, at this point. I was like, this is, so, this is bad. Yeah, this, this was not good. Not good, bad. Bad. Uh, we've had some entertaining women's matches in the cage in TNA. This was not one of them. Russo had some entertaining women in a cage at one point in TNA. Oh, good lord. A shark cage. On the stage. Wow. Uh, I'm not joking. Yeah. We had, uh, bro, you know what we should have on the stage for this wrestling promotion? Strippers, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, just sell pay-per-views. Instead of yeah. 10 people, we're going to get 12 people, bro. Yeah, right. Yeah. Bro, the same people who watch Howard Stern will tune in to see the cage dancers in between wrestling matches, bro. <sighs> uh. But up next, we've got the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, coming to the ring. He grabs a microphone. To 2012. This is what we needed. <laughs> and the point of this was nothing, by the way. Uh, he comes out to verbally jerk himself off in front of the Tennessee crowd. He calls everyone in the boys. yeah. He calls everyone in the crowd fat, and and uh, he says he's pissed off at Hulk Hogan for ending Eric Bischoff's career. Uh, shouldn't he love Hogan for that? By the way, I thought he something's him. off there. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a weird time, man. But Hogan comes down to the ring to address Flair in a pretty professional manner. He's talking like a like a suit. Hogan claims that they are, quote, at lethal lockdown. 
What was with well, Hogan? And, what was with Hogan and always adding words like the multi-million dollar man? Like, uh, like just call it what it is, man. But he tells well, he Flair, was a multi-million dollar man, wasn't he? Uh, maybe I don't know. But he tells Flair that if he's got a problem with that, he needs to step up and do something about it. Flair takes his jacket off, and Hogan is this, punched. This is what I want right now: two uh, octogenarians going at it in the ring. <laughs> right? Yeah, get the geriatric out of the ring. Like, look, there are steps into the ring, not a ramp. All right, so I should tell you something. But Flair takes his jacket off because you know we all want to see Flair get naked. And Hogan just punches him, knocks him on his ass, and then he leaves. Flair stands up, gets even more naked, starts shouting for Hogan to come back and fight him. He then starts threatening people in the crowd again, calling them fat and telling them to get in the cage and fight him. I want to point out <laughs> this is on pay-per-view, so he can get naked on pay-per-view and on Spike. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, yeah. So, yeah, that um, uh, notice that went out about, you know, quit letting Flair bleed all over the place and get naked. That didn't apply <laughs> here. I don't know. That literally sounds like your crazy ass grandpa, dude. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I I don't know if people know about that, but there was seriously a memo that went out from Spike TV to Impact. I don't know how it got leaked, but I'm going to assume it had something to do with a rooster. Uh, (laughs) The memo said, quit letting him undress and bleed all over the place on our (laughs) television network. He's like 87 years old. We don't want to see it. Yeah, I mean, all I want to see like young guy butt and bleed. <laughs> oh, like if he was like a young wrestler, you know, in his wrestling gear, and he would bleed Still once no. in a while. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like back in the day, he could get away with it. It's like, oh, he's a wrestler; he's bleeding in a match, whatever. But not like every week on Impact, he'd find a reason to bust himself open, and he would just strip down to his underpants. It's like, why? Like you said, I'm going to show you my white ass. <laughs> Hey, he had a Starcade main eventing tan, all right? You watch your mouth. Yeah. But when he pulled his pants down, his ass was white. I'm still right. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've all seen plenty of Ric Flair's ass through the years. That's an unfortunate I, fact that we all have to Sometimes face. I sit here and I like, think to myself, whose ass have I seen more? His, Will Ferrell, or Party Boy? Those are the <laughs> or top. Or Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Uh, Shawn Michaels, Billy Gunn, they're all up there. They're all vying for the title, man. But up next, uh, something that was not fighting for the title. It's Crimson versus Matt Morgan in eight minutes. In the end... Man, this match was brutal. Yeah. In the end of a fairly unimpressive eight minutes, Crimson kicks Matt Morgan while they're both on the top rope, and Morgan gets crotched on the top. Morgan then, in the most contrived manner I've ever seen, tucks his own leg between the ropes and then flops over. And he's hung up, I guess, even though he's not hung up. And this allows Crimson to climb the cage and win. So, yeah. Uncle Dave gave it three quarters of a star. I gave it two. <sighs> I'm being generous. What say you? I gave it one. Horrible. It boring. Yeah, it was brutal. It was boring. And both these guys could wrestle. And Crimson was all right. I have one of his T-shirts, by the way. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, what the hell? I guess I'm going to assume both of these guys needed somebody to carry them. And yeah, it just wasn't good. 
And you and I talked about, we thought that Morgan had star potential and he was really good. I, I don't know what just wasn't firing off here. His hair. <laughs> yeah. If there, look, he's got, he's got the moves. He can talk. He's huge. He's tan. He's in great shape. But, you know, something about that damn haircut's holding him back, man. <laughs> Maybe if we give him a stutter, that'll, that'll help. That's why you want. The hair is holding back. Like Austin, one of the biggest stars ever. Daniel yeah. Bryan, one of the biggest stars ever. That's some good hair. and some, I would, That's no hair and some horrible hair. <laughs> Matt Morgan can't get over, though. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, who, well, who can take a buzz cut seriously, Greg? By the way, I think he still has that same haircut. Oh. Isn't he like a man or something now? Yeah, he's a mayor, and he also guests on... I, I can't... I'm not going to tell you the name of the podcast now. I can't think of it, but they review uh, like he, he joins to review like the wrestling shows every week. I think specifically WWE, but I don't know. So he's still doing something in wrestling kind of up next. Uh, speaking of still doing something in wrestling, it is Kurt Angle versus Jeff Hardy in a cage. Uh, it went just under 15 minutes here. Uh, Angle's hamstring is hurt. On and his right leg is all wrapped up. He's moving at half the speed of smell for quite a while because of this. <laughs> uh, Hardy gets dominated and busted open by being repeatedly thrown face first into the cage walls. In the end, Jeff Hardy hits a swanton bomb off the top of the cage and just squishes that mother effer and wins. Uncle Dave gave it three and three quarters of a star. I gave it three. Uh, I it, honestly, I wasn't. It was good, but I wasn't super impressed with it. Let's say you. I gave it two. I mean, it's funny you mentioned uh, Kurt moving hell slow. I'm like between Kurt moving slow and Jeff Hardy's chronic limp. This was <laughs> yeah. tough to watch. Yeah, it, like, it yeah. took Jeff Hardy like seven minutes to get to the top rope. Did you catch that? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a match in slow motion. Oh. At, there for a while, I was questioning. I'm like, how is Jeff getting? Yeah. He's literally a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, and he's winning. Flair and Hogan move faster. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's true. I didn't even think about it just now. Yeah. Oh, good and, grief. By the way, did you ever notice? I don't know why this is, but Kurt Angle's legs are like just forever. He he looks like he's crouching 24-7. Yep. yep. I, like, because I thought maybe I feel like Jericho had that problem for quite a while, too. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I never noticed it with Jericho as much, but um, with Kurt, I always, because um, like recently I saw a picture of him standing. He's like, he's talking to The Undertaker backstage at uh, uh, the Hall of Fame or WrestleMania, one of them. And he's just standing there. And I'm like, he's still doing the crouching thing with his, it's like his legs are just forever bent. Like, how do you, how does that happen? I'm just going to assume know. he's had too many surgeries. Yeah, I didn't think he had like a lot of leg surgeries, but I, I, maybe he did, and I uh, was unaware. But either way, well, yeah, he just... You saw focus on the neck. Yeah, right. This, by default, by the way, may have been like the second best match of the night, I think. I would agree I with that, because the best match is still coming. Right. But, uh, well, clearly you mean this one, right? Coming up? 
I literally said coming. I just didn't say up, but I meant coming up. Yes, right here. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, right here. This is the one. Uh, I may have pulled the trigger on the worst match tonight, by the way. Too quick. To, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm like, yeah. like, seriously, when we do this, I try not to look at my notes. I go off my head because I'm trying to remember yeah. stuff. And I look down. Oh, yeah. This. I was going to say, when you, when you said that women's match was the worst match of the night, I was like, do you remember what's coming up? I meant up to that point. Would you pay attention? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, let's retroactively go back. Uh, Hold on. Let's pause. You just got to edit. Okay, cool. We're good. <laughs> yeah, insert the edit. But all right. Uh, this one is, and pay attention to what I'm saying, people. It's Eric Young and ODB defending the TNA Knockouts oh. Tag Team titles against Sarita and Rosita in just over four minutes. One Ooh. of these people to this day still matters big time, ironically, because she's only like four foot 11. <sighs> yeah. Um, and you, you'll never guess who. The one I thought would have faded out forever ago because she sucked is still a big thing in WWE. And gotten a lot better. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was, you can only go up. <laughs> she was, she was. I mean, I would bad. hope her husband shows her some stuff and he's damn good. So come on. Yeah. He's um, it, like, uh, maybe we'll save the spin kicks for later. <laughs> But yeah, this is uh, for anybody who doesn't know who we're talking about. Rosita is uh, uh, Zelina Vega. So Queen Zelina. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Sarita. She's literally not Zelina Vega right now. She's Queen Zelina. So. Oh, yeah. She's still right. Hasn't uh, has Xavier Woods finally dropped the whole King thing? They recently did like two weeks ago. I noticed as of this recording. Yeah, I'm waiting for the thing with Zelina to fade out. But I mean, hers kind of. I think it's a cool hook. I, oh God, I might get I might get flack for it. I feel like it works better for a woman than it does a guy. I'm sorry, oh, especially I in just, this situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what guy? Wants I don't to mean be that like, a sexist way. Don't don't at me. I just feel like, you know, especially with Woods being a huge face and her being a, a heel, it makes more sense. Oh well, yeah. But, I mean, with 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 Woods, I feel like it fits because it's kind of like a cosplay. Like, oh look, I'm a king. Kind it of also thing, worked you know, because like he, it was in his Twitter bio for like ten years. That he wanted to be king of the ring. Like, this was a thing. Right. I'm not even joking. It's like, yeah, since he was a kid, this is what he's wanted. Yeah. He said he had he, he had two dreams when he was a kid to be king of the ring and to meet the Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. He accomplished them both wow. in WWE. So nice. You know, it worked. <laughs> okay. Well, the yeah, for for that it works. For, for a woman, though, I feel like, yeah, it fits because it's like, well, I'm a queen, I'm a princess, I'm above you, kind of thing. You know, it's like especially a heel woman, like you said. So I don't know, for someone like you're trying to like Baron Corbin. He's like, I'm a, you know, my whole thing. I'm a tattooed badass, or whatever. By the way, I'm walking around wearing a crown. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and now he's wearing a fedora, and I'm like an idiot. So I just, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, happy Corbin, yeah, as opposed to what was he sad Corbin? He was sad, yeah, because he was broke. Yeah, well, you joke, but it makes sense. I don't like it, but it makes sense. Is he gonna? <laughs> is he gonna go through all the like the whole like? Emotion spectrum with his. Gimmicks. What was that? What was that? Uh, that 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 Pixar movie, uh, Inside Out. Uh, yeah, Inside Out. Yeah. yeah. All, the, all, the all next. He's, he's gonna, gonna be, be nervous. Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> yeah. Nervous Corbin. Then he's gonna Corbin. morph into. Yeah, angry Corbin. <laughs> God. Anyway, uh, that's but, a phenomenal movie. By the way, if people haven't seen it, go watch it. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies. Uh, oh yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but what is not awesome is this. Uh, Eric Young is still wrestling in. He's still in, right? The violent he is. Time. And 
he is. And by the way, I was trying to throw TJ off. I thought maybe he might skip this by accident. If we got on the <laughs> ramp, but we didn't. Sorry. No, I tried. Yeah. I'm uh, a good so, one. TJ's carrying this yeah. on. <laughs> uh, I don't think Sarita's wrestling anymore. Am I oh, correct? last time I heard she got in wrestling or something for doing something stupid. Like, wasn't she trying to fight a cop? Okay, I was about to. I was about to ask. I was, I was gonna say it's like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think she got arrested not too long ago. I think uh, she tried to fight a cop. I could be wrong on that. I, yeah, or we just said or something. I don't. Know. I always. I always had a thing for her. But, uh, and then ODB pops up every once in a blue moon, but I think she's running like a food truck or something. I'm not even very joking. successful too. So good for her. Yeah. Hey, cool. Whatever. You know. Hey, some people became video game. You know, Twitch streamers, whatever, and she runs a food truck. Hey, you know, make that paper, man. Eric Young is nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, EY and ODB are wearing Nashville Predators hockey jerseys, by the way. So, you know, yeah, because that's not stereotypical at all. Yeah. Like, look, I, I'm wondering if that hurts Eric's heart because I mean, he's got to be like whatever team is closest to him up in Canada, right? I would assume. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, ODB, I I would highly doubt if ODB has ever watched a hockey game in her life. She looks more like a, like a football fan or something like that. But I could That'd be my guess. Yeah, uh, we get a jump start as ODB. She's like she can take out a football player like physically. Damn. <laughs> yeah, but ODB attacks Rosita and Sorita to jump start this one. Eric doesn't do anything, by the way. This is a whole thing. Like, he's a champion, but he doesn't actually do anything. Uh, they had no man her... violence involved in GNA, remember? Yeah. This is the equivalent of when they had Pac-Man Jones as one half of the tag champions, and he couldn't be touched or touch anyone. Dumb. But Eric runs around and acts like an idiot, you know, per usual. The Act actual like one? <laughs> you got me there. Uh, but the challengers start do- dancing and gyrating around for EY in the corner uh, when ODB downs the contents of her flask and takes them both out. She hits the TKO on Rosita for the win. Uncle Dave gave this three quarters of a star. I gave it a star. Let's say you. Barely won. What was, like, Uncle Dave had some weird fascination with this card in particular. With Everything is going to have a half a star shaved off. like Or a quarter of a star, excuse me. Like, Every match, man. It's freaking weird. I want to know what weird Rain Man math he does in his brain to justify these ratings, by the way. Um, yeah, I was often wondering what shit. When he gives a match four and three quarters, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is missing that quarter? Yeah. It's like he's, he's doing this math and said, well, they hit, they did this. That was wrong. This was right. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like he's got a spreadsheet. He probably does. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But after the match, ODB makes out with Eric Young, and then they smack each other's asses. I, I'm not joking about any of this, by the way. This happened. <laughs> this is real. Unfortunately. But anyway, backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with Bobby Roode. Roode says Bob that tonight... Roode, as uh, Pat McAfee calls him. Yeah, right. You know, like I said, hey... I'm not trying to replace your dad, okay? I just want to be your pal. (laughs) Bob Rude. Bob Rude sounds like the guy who's going to try to sell you a used car. Bob Rude sounds like the guy that's going to sell you a used car. That's a lemon. Yeah, right. (laughs) What is it going to take for me to get you in this car today? (laughs) An act of God? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
Anyway, uh, but Bobby Roode says that tonight is the night that James Storm, in front of his hometown and his friends and family, gets proven to that Roode has always been better than him. He tells Storm to put his wife and kids to bed because he's coming for blood. Going off the ending of this, he's definitely smarter than Storm is, but I don't want to jump ahead. (laughs) Right. Uh, But we are going to take our uh, second to last break of the podcast. When we come back, we're going to dive into the main event at hand right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. For his entrance, James Storm drives his black Chevy truck out from the backstage area. I thought that was a nice touch. Both of these guys are using my favorite themes of both of theirs. Storm is using long necks and rednecks and Bobby Roode's using the instrumental of uh, Off the Chain. I know you preferred the one with words, right? Oh, yeah, all day. So the one, with, I, I just always thought, because this one was sounded like, almost like, um, I mean, it was electric instruments, but it almost sounded like something you could hear in, like, uh, orchestra, concert, whatever. I was it sounded like an epic, epic. music, like an epic villain walk out in a movie. Right, yeah. That's why I always liked it. Uh, with Storm, was this your favorite James Storm song? Easily. Yeah, long long necks and rednecks was great. But we are now at Bobby Roode defending the TNA World's Heavyweight title against Cowboy James Storm and a cage. This one went 20 minutes, 9 seconds. 
we get a jump start outside Best of the cage. Best match tonight, by the way. Oh, easily. Uh, we get a jump start outside of the cage as Storm jumps Rude from behind outside during his entrance. Uh, before they ever even get into the cage, Storm is bleeding like a stuck pig. Uh, a while later, Rude gets busted open. At one point, Bobby Rude gets the cage door open, but Storm stops him from walking out. This leads to Rude locking in a crossface on Storm, but Storm breaks it with a pin attempt. In the end, Storm tries to hit the last call super kick on Rude, but Rude moves and Storm kicks a referee, Brian Hebner. Uh, Bobby Rude takes Storm out and demands that Earl Hebner hand him Storm's six-pack of beer that he brought to the ring with him. And then he smashes a glass bottle over Storm's head, but Storm kicks out. Storm hits the last call on Rude, finally. Rude staggers up between the ropes and cage wall. Storm hits another last call, and this busts Bobby through the cage wall and to the floor to win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars, as did I. Let's say you. I gave it four. I love this match. I just it hated really the ending. Good. I will say this about the ending. Uh, I thought it was unique. So, because it's like he didn't technically beat Storm, he got lucky. So I don't know, and that seemed to so be applying like, that logic. Austin didn't beat McMahon at Team Valentine's Day Massacre. <sighs> yeah, well, that one he dominated. Same thing, crap exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, that well that one he he won because the Big Show's an idiot. But <laughs> well, they can be say that that Rude won because Storm's an idiot. Yeah, well, this one. Uh, Bobby Roode during this whole run, he won quite a few matches this way where it's like he didn't technically beat the other guy. <laughs> he just didn't lose. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a cool and unique way to it's like he keeps the title, but he's not like he's keeping up with the baby faces, but he's not like dominating them. He's not like destroying everybody and whatever, but he is keeping the title. And then I think he he was the longest reigning champion in TNA history, wasn't he? Oh yeah, they beat that drum to death. <laughs> I remember when they had like the celebration ceremony, and for some reason, they love their confetti in TNA. And for some reason, the confetti was oh, like probably next... universal. Yeah, right. Well, and apparently they had some left over from their Cinco de Mayo celebration because they had like Mexican flag color <laughs> confetti. I, do you remember that? Yep. I was like, why the hell is this confetti white, green, and red? Like, uh, I mean, I don't know what color it would be, maybe gold, but that didn't make any sense. Either way, uh, after the match, James Storm walks up to the lifeless Bobby Roode, picks up the TNA World title, spits on Roode, tosses the title aside, and then he walks over to hug his wife as in the crowd as the show comes to a close. <sighs> so that will lead us into our final break of the show. On the other end of this, we are going to give you the final ratings and tell you what's to come on the podcast moving forward right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's commissioner Cooper of TSS fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. 
Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final time today. Final ratings time. Uh, Internet Movie Database did not have a rating for this one. I know I usually use them. Uh, Cagematch.net only gave it 4.83 out of 10. I didn't think it was that bad, but I gave it a 7 out of 10. C minus D plus maybe what say you solid D plus not a great show. Uh, I look back Far at this in 2007. <laughs> yeah. If anybody goes back to our 2007 lockdown show, that was really good. Actually. I mean, it had a few stinkers on it, but yeah, you know, so was like, the pay-per-view itself. I mean, our podcast was amazing. I think. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that goes without saying, Greg, I mean, gosh, we're not, we're not amateurs over here. Hey, almost 100 episodes of the can, man. Here you go. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the 2007 lockdown obviously had some stinkers on it, but it, you know, not every card is perfect. It's not going to be. This one, uh, it was like the opposite. They had a couple good matches, and the rest were stinkers. TNA was either really good, really bad. And, uh, well, no great. This wasn't. This wasn't the worst I'd ever seen, I'll say that, but it just wasn't great. But that wraps up the month of April, everybody. And we're chugging right along. Hope in you the paid May. your taxes. Yeah. If you if you didn't, Mike Rotunda will come and give you a giant wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but moving right on into May, I'm excited about May. I think all of these shows, well, most of these shows are going to be pretty good. Uh, I mean, our podcast will be phenomenal. The the shows we're going to be reviewing eh, remains to be seen. Uh, May 4th, uh, May the 4th be with you as we bring you episode 100. And this one is WWF Judgment Day 2000, handpicked by Greg himself. So thank him for that one. It's a good one. You might thank me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't mean that in a sarcastic way. The last time you picked a show... It also turned out great. So that was uh, Royal Rumble 2001. If anybody goes back in the archives, I think that did gangbusters for us too. So, yeah, it got pretty good numbers on YouTube and the podcast feed itself. So, thank you to everybody who tuned in for that one. If you haven't, go back and check it out in the archives. 
Uh, we've also covered WrestleMania 2000 last year, so you can listen to them both back to back and hear how things have changed in a year. But we're going back. It's amazing that a follow up show to WrestleMania, by the way, was better than WrestleMania. I'm just going to say that. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Judgment Day 2000. Uh, looking forward to this. It, it looks great. WrestleMania 2000 wasn't exactly anybody's favorite WrestleMania. So, but this, things will look at. I, I haven't watched it yet. I, I still have to watch it. I'm excited to. I uh, just haven't had the time yet. So, we're uh, going to get into that next week. May 11th, though. I know you're looking forward to this one, man. Right? Right? No. Okay. Uh, it? May- I'm, I'm blanking on the. I watched it's- them all. May 11th is My ECW. notes are in alphabetical order, so I don't know what day, what day it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, May, May 11th is ECW Wrestlepalooza 1998. Oh, yeah. Main evented by Shane Douglas and Al Snow for the ECW title. We'll say this right now. Not as bad as you would think. No, I've seen this in the past. I don't remember much of it, but I've seen that match, and I remember not hating it. I like both of the guys in it. I always thought... Uh, I mean, I'm not one of them. It's like, well, he should have been world champ or whatever. But I think Al Snow has always been fairly underrated. Uh, he's pretty good, especially for for small crowds. I've seen him live in front of a small crowd, and he had them eating out of the palm of his hand. He's he's really great. Uh, and I've always been a Shane Douglas fan. Uh, also on this card is Sabu versus Rob Van Dam, which... Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to assume was really good, especially because he wanted me to make the album art surrounding them because you said that was a match of the night, right? It's easily matched that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that one's uh, you can kind of figure that one. Uh, but then we're going to continue our romp through TNA in 2007 on May 18th with sacrifice 2007. That is bonus week. That reminds uh, me, I did not watch that one back yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I have trouble yeah, watching I... the impact ones back because I got to find a way to watch them. Something. But that is double main event week. We are also bringing you Saturday night's main event, the very first one that week as well on that Friday. This one, one is just, it's hard to watch. Not because it's bad. I mean, no, it's not great either. But um, <laughs> damn camera filter from back then. I mean, you really got a feel for where we are technology-wise now. Yeah, that's why I like uh, looking back at some of these. Cause, and like the, the uh, not just that camera, but like cameras in the crowd. Like you see that stuff, you don't see that anymore now. Like the flash bulbs and ring lights bulb. and everything. Yeah, I know. Anybody goes back, uh, you you used to have to actually get a bulb, or you had to remember to turn your flash on on the camera, or whatever. It's a little button. Ah, the but, Kodak Fairway ones had automatic flash. I mean, those are cool. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, so that one is actually before WrestleMania one. And it's you can do the Hogan math about that one, right? It's Hulk Hogan defending the world title against Cowboy Bob Orton. Wow, that's uh, I'm sure it's a barn burner. I'll just say that. <laughs> but uh, no one... uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, it's Bob Orton, man. Who I just but got him a selfie, were... girl. Hell yeah, yeah, I got him in a two pack with uh, Roddy Piper. Uh, and and no, he did not come with Piper's bags in his hand. Oh, I was going to ask, is the luggage with him? Okay. <laughs> uh, but we're closing out the month on May 25th with WCW Slamboree 1997. It's 25-year anniversary. 
This will actually this be the follow. Is pretty damn good. I, I kind of figured this is the following pay per view right after the last one we covered. It was a uh, Spring Stampede, nineteen ninety seven, which uh, you and I both liked it. I feel like uh, you really dug that pay per view, especially because of the main event. You you love Page and one of my favorite uh, matches ever, man. Yeah, Page and Macho, and this one and is. Diamond <laughs> this one's going to feature. Uh, the NWO team of Nash, Hall, and Six taking on Ric Flair, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Kevin Green, right? Is where Yeah, are, and this is... is um, Green is in this match? Yeah. This is one of the matches, too, where you really look at and see, like, oh, some celebrities can cross over. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I was confused because I don't have the card right in front of me. There, who's Mongo face? Uh, is this Reggie White? Reggie White, that's it. I gotta look at my notes here. Um, yeah, because I know Reggie White. I couldn't remember if Reggie White was in the main event or if he was the one facing Mongo. It's the co-main event. Okay. That one's not that good. But Kevin Green was a damn <laughs> good wrestler. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Green was a lot better than people gave him credit for. Unfortunately, he's passed away pretty recently, too. Well, Jeez, like, dude, I, this entire thing is miserable. I'm looking at it right now. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, like Michael has... Uh, uh, What's that? Disease ALS now? Yeah, I can't remember what it what the uh, what the disease is. Yeah, ALS or something. It's a uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, right? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And Reggie White yeah. passed away. Piper's mm-hmm. passed away. Kevin Green's passed away. Scott Hall's passed away. Yeah, I know. It's it's it, it really sucks. And Ric Flair's lost his mind. So there's that. What mind he had to lose? That is. But I yeah, a little, so. little quick tease for that show, by the way, man. Glacier Mortis. Oh, oh man. Asses and seats. I got my money. <laughs> also, there might, yeah. be an op- there might be an opener that flirts with perfection. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I, hey, I'm, I'm looking. I'm sorry for you to watch this back. This is damn good. Yeah. I, I always watch them in order uh, just because sometimes I watch them like a day or two right before we record. So, I, uh, but. Yeah, so I'll get get all these watched. I'm I'm honestly I'm not lying. Like I'm not just like pumping up the show when I say I am excited to cover all these shows this month. Even the ECW and the Saturday Night's main event. Uh, I'm I'm excited to cover them all. I'm actually seeing for like the next two three months. I tried to not put any stinkers in there. There might be one here or there that's like eh, but all in all, even the ones it's that important are, eh. to let people know too. We don't seek out stinkers. Sometimes they just happen. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, if if one is notoriously bad for a specific reason, sometimes well, that, I'll put I mean, it on. That, yeah, it's right up in your face. We're doing it because it sucks. But yeah. speaking of one, which, like this one, like, like, like the lockdown, I forgot how underwhelming it was until we saw it. Yeah, this one was just kind of like wah, wah, wah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of uh, seeking out specifically crap shows to cover, uh, if anybody goes back to uh, the bonus show last week, this past Friday, we covered nitro from april 10th 2000 it was the reboot episode hey yeah it was uh I didn't something that. to behold it was the first <laughs> time uh it was the first time vince russo was ever like fully on tv in all of his glory and all that as the vince russo character thing yeah <sighs> if only there was a lo- character and we got to see mark madden shirtless man i mean you got my money. But also beat up too, so. Yeah, there's that. All right, I think that about wraps it up. 
thank you for joining me here today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we will see you all next week on May the 4th as we bring you episode number 100, Judgment Day 2000. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.